Pod Show is pleased to bring you the following killer content direct from the all-new feature-rich podshow.com. Get it, play it, dig it. The Bible Study Podcast, Episode 10. Today, the Bible Study Podcast studies John 8. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Today, the verse that we'll be looking at is the beginning of John, chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. It begins this way, But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn he appeared again in the temple courts, where all the people gathered round him, and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say? They were using this question as a trap, in order to have a basis for accusing him. And the trap is this. If Jesus agrees with the law and calls for this woman to be stoned, then he's in violation of Roman law, because the Romans have reserved for themselves the right of capital punishment because they're the ones who were in occupation of Israel at this time, or of Judah at this time. And if he disagrees with the law, then the people may reject him as a prophet, and he will lose his popularity, and the Pharisees can either ignore him, or they can have him done away with, because he won't be protected by the people. Now, one interesting thing here is, did you notice the woman was caught in the very act of adultery? Where's the guy? She was caught in the act of adultery, meant she was with somebody. And indeed, the law of Moses does call for both of them to be stoned. So clearly this is a setup here, because they don't even bring the guy, and they say, what should we do? And Jesus doesn't do what they expect. The verse continues this way. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept questioning him... He straightened up and said to them, If any one of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard him began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left, with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. There are times in the stories as Jesus is interacting, especially with the scribes and the Pharisees, that he sounds very frustrating to deal with. They bring this woman here, they've laid the trap, they are all ready for his answer, and he doesn't answer. And he just sits there, according to John's version, and he's just writing on the ground with his finger. And John doesn't say what he's writing. He's he's not drawing, though he's writing, is the way, at least how it's translated into English. And there's been all sorts of speculation what he's writing, especially when he says, if one of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw the stone at her. And then he stoops down again and is writing on the ground. And uh, the most interesting speculation I've heard is that maybe he's writing out sins. Lust pride. Or maybe he's writing out more specific things that somebody's going to recommend. A name of somebody that they're having an affair with or whatever. Something that he knows. Doesn't say. It's interesting to speculate. And also to speculate, if I was standing there, 
what would make me understand that I am not without sin? What that he wrote on the ground would convict me. But one at a time, the people who are holding the rocks, ready to throw them at this woman and kill her, drop the rocks and walk away. And it's interesting that John notes they do it from the oldest to the youngest, or at least the older ones first. The older ones who have had more time to screw up or are wiser because of their years realize that they are not without sin, that they have not lived a perfect life. And sin, again, we talked about in a previous episode, means to miss the mark. Uh, it's an archery term, actually, originally, and it means to uh, to not do what is expected or to do what is what is not expected by God or what God uh, does not want us to do. And one by one, they realize that they have been trapped. That, in fact, they can't claim to be perfect. And the trap has sprung on them. So he's not saying, don't fulfill the law. He's also he's saying, okay, if you're perfect, then you do it. And one by one, they stop and they go away until Jesus and this woman are the only ones there. And it's an interesting part here because Jesus says simply, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? Now, he knows very well that they caught her in the act of adultery, but he says, doesn't doesn't anyone accuse you anymore? No, sir, then neither do I condemn you. He's not saying she's not guilty. In fact, at the end, he's going to say, go now, go now and leave your life of sin. He knows what she has done, and he knows that it is wrong. He knows that it is sin. It is fallen short of the expectations that God has for her. But he says, I don't condemn you for it. One of the lessons we get out of here of John 8 is twofold. One, that God loves us as we are. It's not that he thinks that this woman is perfect. He knows that she's a sinner, and he loves her, and he does not condemn her. And then the second part, that last phrase here, go now and leave your life of sin, is that God loves us too much to leave us as we are. He doesn't desire that we continue to do those things that separate us from God, those things that that fall short, or to fail to do the things that God expects of us. I thought this was an appropriate verse for us to consider as we look at the new year, as people are making their New Year's resolutions, as people are looking at potentially changing. Um, it's a interesting verse here, and I think I'll probably do a couple different weeks here on change and on newness. And there are a number of different verses in the Bible that talk about making things new. But I think this is one of the themes here, especially in the Gospels, both the love of God and then the, the desire for God for us to be, and the 25-cent Christian word is sanctified or made holy. We are accepted by God before we are perfect. We will never become perfect in this life, but that the work of the Holy Spirit then within us is to then leave that life of sin, is to daily by daily move away from that and move towards God and towards a life that he desires for us. I hope this podcast finds you and yours healthy, and I hope it finds you moving in the direction that God wants you to. 
If you want to comment on this or any episode of the Bible Study Podcast, go to thebiblestudypodcast.com or send an email to host at the Bible Study Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. The best and the brightest served up daily by the sharpest minds in content delivery, Podshow and Limelight. What do you do when the world around you is falling apart? It's amazing to me how many people are breathing air, they're going about their business and doing the things you're supposed to do. But if you really ask them, they know that on the inside, they are spiritually and emotionally and relationally dead. If we're not careful, all of us can experience that death. When what we need to do, even as the world around us is falling apart, we need to learn how to march when it would be easier to stay where we are and die. Join me each week on the March or Die show as we discuss that and so much more.